talk of the ticky-tacky. This defending is on the wacky to backing sometimes. Welcome back to a league of our own um, and A-League men-focused podcast um, with myself, Will, and Maynard. Maynard, you there? Yes. Very good to speak, Will. Very exciting times with the A-League soon on our TVs again. Exactly right. I mean, you, you get a bit of the FFA Cup trying to kind of whet the appetite a little bit, give you a bit of an entree before the main course. Yeah, that and the national team games, both across Australia and New Zealand, it's uh, very much time that we get some more A-League. Exactly right. We're only about five days away from my calculations, so not too long to go. Yep. So because of that, we thought we would uh, try to mathematically calculate where we think the season will end up. Exactly right, Maynard. So I think the way that we're going to do this is we're going to go we're going to go in alphabetical order because that's the you know that's the way that we like to work, um, and we'll basically rank each team and give kind of our thoughts on each team where we think they're going to finish, um, and yeah, I think I think that's mainly it, Maynard. Yeah, short and sweet, starting with the A's. Simple. That's right. That's right. Um, Adelaide United, Maynard. I mean, last season, top six, they finished fifth. Uh, Culvert. First season, full full season in charge. Um, what do we reckon, Maynard? Where do we think? Well, I, I think we're, we're based on our discussions and thoughts, we're, we're thinking just outside the top six, sort of that you know seventh, eighth, ninth position uh, yep. is where they're likely to finish. Um, the big positives for Adelaide is obviously they're a settled squad, which uh, normally the A League is quite a recycled league, so it's quite nice to see a squad that's largely held together over the off season, uh, even with their coach. I mean, Carl Vitt's been around the place for a long time through the youths and now obviously leading the senior squad for, what is it, a season and a half now? That's right. Yep, season and a half. He did have that interim stint uh, a year and a half ago. Um, yep. in that, that, During that, that uh, COVID uh, hub. Period, exactly. I mean, you look at the team on paper. I mean, again, money to spend was obviously part of the issue for Adelaide this year. They did go and get Isaias back on a three-year deal, which I think we've just spoken about previously. Um Probably good for you know one or two years. I'm not thinking great in the third year. But the team on paper, look, it isn't too changed from last year, but there isn't much depth here either. And there isn't much star quality outside of your uh, wingers, I don't think. I mean, your Halloran and your um, and your Goodwin are obviously star A-League players. But apart from those two, I can't see much else in the Adelaide squad that gets me excited. Yeah, and, and look... <sighs> As I said, you know, in a team that come, that finished fifth, they, they did make the, the semifinals last year. I think there was a little bit of reliance, as we were talking about, on a kind of old slash unproven back line. I think that's probably going to be their Achilles heel. I mean, Jakobsen is getting on in age. Lopez is getting on in age. And then Ansel didn't have a great year last year. Cavallo's a bit unproven. And Delianov, again, to my mind, unproven. I think that's their, other than the depth, depth issue, I think that's really going to be the area of weakness for Adelaide this year. Yeah, I mean, th- th- that's true. And then you've also got someone leading the nine, the line, sorry, as their number nine, probably going to be Yangi. He's, he's equally young and unproven at this level. Yeah. So okay. on, bo- on both points of the attack and the defense, you've got, you know, some question marks, which is why we think, you know, they'll be competitive, but they won't make the six. Yeah, agree. Sorry, Adelaide fans. I don't think you're getting finals this year. Um. Moving on, Brisbane Raw, Maynard. I mean, last year, for Warren Moon, it was a good first campaign. I mean, again, came in during this kind of COVID bubble, similar to um, Culvert. Um, came in, did very well, according to, like, relative to expectations. Came fourth, 
Uh, again, made finals, but then kind of lost their, their first semi-final to Adelaide and, and bowed out. Um, what do you think, Maynard? Yeah, look, I think I think they're going to squeeze into the top six. They won't get a home final, but they'll be in that sort of, you know, fifth or sixth position. Um, just on that Warren Moon, he's obviously uh, a new theme in the A-League where MPL coaches are getting their chance. So obviously, Moon's uh, been toiling away at the North Queensland Premier League. And any steps as Brisbane Raw coach, and it doesn't seem to be any change in his success levels. Yeah, no, I agree. Which I think it's a good recent trend. Uh, sorry, trend that we've seen with the likes of um, uh, well, I don't know, you look young Australian managers getting their chances and performing, which is nice. Exactly, exactly right. I mean, I look at this team, and again, I think you know we spoke about Adelaide not really having that star quality. I think that's partly true of this team as well. I think why we why I'm feeling this kind of fifth, sixth, seventh position is because you've got a lot of solid A-League players in this squad. Um, the back four for me, again, all A-League quality players or experienced players that you know kind of what to expect other than Holmes obviously coming back, um, the, the Oli Roo, um goalkeeper. Other than him, you kind of know what to expect from the others. It's the same in midfield. It's kind of the same attack other than obviously Lascano. Um, it, it just feels about right. Not enough quality to probably push on to top four, but they should make finals based off this team. Yeah, look, they'll be really settled and structured. I mean, Steinman's going to be the glue in there in the, between their defence and midfield. With a good with a good back four behind them, they should be you know quite stringent with goals. Um, I always liked Miller's Nick, sorry for pronunciation, when he was at Adelaide. So I think he'll yeah, bring... Miller Yuznich. Yeah, I think he'll bring some star value, um, which we saw when he was in Adelaide, who's coming back off you know a season in Europe where he didn't really play, but it's only going to have been good for him. Um, and I like the style of football that Moon plays. So there's yeah. only there's only good signs. Yes, there's no crazy, you know, big signings, but that's. The reality of some of these A-League teams, they don't have the pockets of the Sydney FC and the Melbourne City sort of clubs. And that's why you see Adelaide and Brisbane sort of relying on solid A-League players. Yep. I mean, for this team, I look at that midfield. I mean, Matty Steinman, we talked about before, great signing. The back four is very settled. I'm curious to know, I mean, a lot of pressure is going to be on one Moscano to perform. If he performs, that gives him a chance to move into the kind of top four, top, you know, top four territory. If he doesn't, again, they can still scrape in, but it's going to make their life a lot more difficult. Yeah. I mean, it's always a big thing with these, you know, unproven signings, new to the country, new to the league. You just don't know how they're going to perform. Yep. Yep. Anywho, Brisbane Raw fans, hopefully top six, but it's going to be a tough one still, as always is, to make that top six. Maynard, our favourite battlers. Yeah, the That's Central the Coast, Coast Mariners, wonderful. I mean, it was a good season up the coast um, for, the, for the loyal fans of the Mariners when they finished third last season. Um, yet, the, you know, bit of um, disruption in the offseason. New coach Nick Montgomery uh, joining this season. How do we think they're going to go, William? Um, look, I think we when we originally rated this team, you and I had a lot of question marks um, on some areas, um, especially evident by the, the offseason transfers. I think we're looking at the potential wooden spooners, but maybe not. So 11th or 12th kind of feels right for the Central Coast. Um, it won't be I, a big difference, though. It won't be, you know, a couple of seasons back where it was just them winning the spoon. Yes. 
but it won't. It, it I, I can't see them challenging for the top six. Last, se- last season's third place was one of the best coaching jobs I've seen in a long, long time. Very mm. underrated job that Alan Stadjic did last year. But you also had a number of players, you know, step up and probably perform to their best ever, right? Yes. The likes of Tonyx, the likes of likes of Stensonis, uh, even the likes of Matty Simon, you know. That was probably their best season in the A-League for a long time, for, on, on Simon's point of view, but for the other two, it's their best A-League season. Absolutely. And because, and- of, because of that... They were able to carry themselves into the top, or into the top four. Agree, agree. And to rely on that to happen again, as much as I've heard a lot of positive news coming out of the Mariners' camp on Nick Montgomery and his coaching style and how everyone likes him, he's unproven. Unfortunately for him, he's unproven. Hasn't had much financial support, evident by the, the the nature of the transfers, and they've lost some good players. I mean, Stensness is a good player that they've lost. Um, uh, I mean, there was there was also Daniel De Silva. There was also Keol. Yep. You know, stuck like they reliantly were performing goals and assists and and solid performances throughout the season, and they just they're going to be missing that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I still like to look at their midfield. I think when you've got Oli Bzanic in there, who I think one of the most underrated A League players, um, especially how last year he played. Um, I thought he was fantastic last year. I still think he's very very good. Um. The problem is going to be for them is 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 Arania going to get your goals? Is Moreshi, who we don't really know too much about? What about Cy Goddard? Um, is Matt, is Matty Simon going to do something? Is Matty Simon still in the squad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I don't think he'll start, but no, no. I think that he'll um you know he'll play his games though. He'll play his fair share. Yes, he'll he'll bring that leadership to the squad. But yeah, I mean, I think they've got a good goalkeeper, a good centre defender in Tonyich, a good decent. Defensive mid in Bazanich, and then Urena is a good striker. But I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of other unknowns or gaps in the squad. Look, as we kind of will say with some teams here, and I think we'll probably be repenting ourselves a little bit on it. We just don't know about the foreigners. The foreigners every year in the A League is just question marks, especially the ones that don't come with the big names or the the big resumes. So when you're looking here and you're saying, "Well, how's Moreshi going to perform?" I mean, he performed in the Singaporean League. What does that transfer, translate into the A-League? I don't know. Arania at least has had a year. Muller, we've seen glimpses of and should be quality. Cy Goddard, God knows. Um, there's just a lot of unknowns. And then you look at the back four, and again, as much as Tongyik and Rolls, you know, Oli Roo, Tongyik made the Socceroo squad based off his form last year. For them to repeat that, I just, I, I just struggle to see it. Yeah, I've also got, obviously, all these foreigners, these Brazilian foreigners, fantastic. But, you know, their communication off the pitch, can can they speak English? You know, will they actually gel into the squad? Like, there's, There are a lot of questions to have. Yeah, yeah. And we'll find out. But unfortunately, Mariners fans, I think last year looks like more of an aberration than, than anything else. But prove us wrong. Yeah, no, completely agree. I just, um, a big thing that the Mariners need is some financial backing um, yep. because, you know, there are so many good people up on the coast, you know, loyal fans and they deserve better yep. because, you know, to win the spoon, what is it? Four years out of five must be very tough. Yeah. agree. And we want football to succeed on the central coast. Um, moving on to MacArthur Maynard. Um, yeah. First yeah. season in the A-League, you know, yep. it was, it was pretty decent, hard to know what to expect, but they, um, 
they built a decent squad and they finished sixth. They still are coached by Ante Milicic, although there are question marks whether he can coach this season, given that he wasn't there in the FFA Cup last night. Um, what do we think they're going to do this year, Will? Well, man, uh, this is going to be the one that at the end of the year, you and I are going to look back on this and say, we saw the signs at the start of the year in pre-season, in the FFA Cup, that we should have known better. But the quality in this team on paper has influenced our decision-making here to say that this team should come fourth and should get a home semi-final. Yeah, I mean, you look at every position and you can't really improve them too much, except for maybe they're right back. Yes. Otherwise, you're, you're looking at arguably, you know, league-leading performer in that position. And if they are, they're just, you know, they were not too far away, if that makes sense. They can really be a team that could win it. If everything went right, they've got the team that can still that could win the league. Yeah, it's all it's all just these rumors of the toxic backs off back office environment, which will be their downfall. Yep, Agreed. because you know, you've got the Johnny Warren uh, winner and Davila, who we saw last season, can you know score out of nowhere and change wins, uh, draws to the wins and losses to draws, which is exactly what you need in a team. I mean, him alone will get you what five to ten points a season. Yeah. And then you throw in the likes of De Silva and Noon and Uskok, you know, fantastic performers. Yep. Great additions will be good. Yeah, he 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 should be better in his, you know, in a better in a better settled lineup than last season. Yeah. The, and then you've yeah. also got, you know, Ailey, I mean Socceroos and Meredith. Don't forget he has played for the Socceroos. Mm. Still good players. No, no, no. The I, I think if you if you look at their expected lineup, the only position, as you said earlier, was the right back position, which I still I'm not sure. I mean, the FFA Cup, they end up playing uh, Najar there. Um, and whether he's going to actually play there during the season, I don't know. But we've got, well, I think McGing might start there. But, I mean, that's probably the only position on the pitch that I look at and go, question mark. Everything else is quality. The off-season yeah. transfers were quality. Now, how that all gels will be very interesting. And if they stay fit, because I know you, know, you, we, you and I spoke about this, relying on Tommy Urich to play out a whole season despite it being the A-League season, despite not many you know, mid-week games, his body just doesn't seem to be able to cope with it. So, I mean, injuries will play a part, but at the same time, it really will come down to culture and it really will come down to what happens in that head office because if there are issues there, which there seem to be, um, it could lead to a team that, instead of coming fourth or even challenging for the title, which they can, on paper, this is a team that could end up outside the six and you look at it and go, how on earth did you manage that given your quality of team? Yeah, no, undoubtedly. Completely agreed. So as much as I'm confident on that, Maynard, as I said, I look forward to us talking about this in about nine months' time and saying how we got that completely wrong. (laughs) I mean, I'm very confident in the quality of their players. I have absolutely no confidence in what's going on behind the scenes. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. Anywho, moving on. Some, a team that's slightly easier to predict, Maynard, than all the other ones. Yep. Um, last season's Premiers and Champions, Melbourne City. Yep. S- very settled squad, settled coach. They're going to take this season like they did last season. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, Maynard. Yeah. And I mean, if, if they, anything, they've only improved. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Agree. I mean, 
set, getting Matt Leckie uh, in uh, and basically getting him instead of Craig Noon is really the, the main change. If you look at that lineup, that is the only change to the lineup, which you would say is only made them better um, because Leckie is a better player than Craig Noon. Uh, better age and obviously a little bit better quality. Also, um, which is kind of what you want. Soccer is captain as well. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Naboo's coming back, you know, from a disrupted season with injuries. So hopefully he's uh, firing more than he was last season. There's not much to complain about. I mean, honestly, the un- I, I feel so with Melbourne City, though, and this is not the knock on them, but this could be uh, as, as much... They could run away with the league this year. They could, based off this team, based off what they did last year. The thing is, though, with a couple of these players, I feel so like a, an Atkinson, for instance. I hope this is his last year in the A-League. He's a fantastic player. He showed that at the Olympics. Shouldn't be playing the A-League after this year. You've got a couple of other players here that maybe, you know, you kind of met Carfs, for instance, or even Aidan O'Neill, who oh, maybe yeah. and hopefully will push on to Europe next year. Yeah. So, or your, your Kolakovskis and your Tilios who are gonna who are gonna contribute through the season. I completely agree. Those five should be looking for better things. After this year. Agree. Yeah. But at the same time, since they're still there, they have the best depth, they have the best team on paper in the league, and they should finish first. Yeah. And if if, if they don't, I think the season the six that season is unsuccessful. Agree. If I could speak properly. Yep, that's all right, and I completely agree. So compared to MacArthur Maynard, if we get, and I don't know what's happened, but yeah, interesting. Should hopefully, if you're a Melbourne City fan, uh, you should be seeing another title come your way this year, according to what we think. Um, Melbourne victory, Maynard. Yeah, Melbourne. Very enjoyable for a lot of fans last season seeing them pick up the spoon, just oh. because you know, arguably the A League's biggest team to completely capitulate um, in 12th spot. New coach this season, Antony Popovich, I mean, doubtless will turn things around, is known as quite a tough uh, person around the training ground, demands excellence in everything. So, you know, the only way is up for Melbourne victory. You assume so, Maynard. I mean, they can't, they could come 12th again. I mean, that's that's within, you know, uh, that could happen, but the likelihood is based off their off-season acquisitions based off the quality of coach that we, we've seen and experienced in the A-League, this is a team that I think, and I think you and I agree, should challenge for the title, probably will end up in a home semi-final spot and coming second or third this year, based on the quality of team. Um, I mean, even defensively, if we, we start at the back, some quality acquisitions here to really strengthen that back line. I mean, we don't really know too much about the goalkeeper and Calaba. Um, he is still better than what, you know, the Matt Acton and I think they had that other Kiwi keeper uh, last year as well. Um, yeah, Crombray. Crom- exactly. I, he, he should be better. Um, I think those two proved that, unfortunately, they were more backup A-league quality than starting quality. Yeah, um, and don't, don't forget uh, Popovich worked with him in Greece. Exactly. So it's not like he's bringing in an unknown. He knows this goalkeeper. He obviously trusts him to perform in the A-league. Yeah. I think I think the big I mean they've got three Socceroos in the in the back line in Jerry, Speranovic and Davidson. It's just whether Speranovic is going to be able to perform at his best after you know being in the soccer in the wilderness for the last 12 months. Yeah. And and obviously they also brought in Roderick, uh the former Wolverhampton Wolves uh center back. Yeah. Um who was kind of one of their the big money the bigger money foreign signings that we saw this off season. Um I mean, on paper, again, assuming Speranovic is the Speranovic of old, um, 
that looks like a quality back four. I mean, in my yeah. opinion, it's the best back four in the league. Mm. Assuming Roderick is as good as advertised. Yeah. And, and if, I mean, Speranovic is the Speranovic we know. And Roderick, you know, isn't a mug. And then his pedigree is, you know, as it, as it should be, as it suggests. Then there is no better back four. Yep. Midfield wide wise, I think this is the biggest question mark for this team. Yeah. Brillante re-signed, well, signing for victory on a three-year deal. We spoke about it last, you know, one of the few podcasts back. Great signing. Great A-league quality player. Socceroo. Yeah. Jake Brimmer showed a little bit last year. Well, he was um, he was probably their star star last year. You know, he, his free kicks, he didn't really give up. He was always out there trying. I think, you know, with better players around him, he should perform. But the question marks are over this Marchin signing, who I think we discussed previously. There's quite a few unknowns of his pedigree. Yeah, fourth tier Spanish division or third tier Spanish division doesn't really uh, doesn't really give me much. Uh, much hope, Maynard. But again, this is a we don't know. There is an unknown. Uh, if Bobovich has signed him, the, I, he normally doesn't get these things too wrong. But it does look like a, a question mark uh, going into the season. I mean, as we said, I, I feel as though the midfield is probably their weakest link. And you look at that front three, and I'm assuming Robbie Cruz is going to play up front. Um, but Rojas, Cruz, and Economides. The Economides being the big, big money signing from Perth. It's a quality front three. Yeah, and don't you forget they've also signed a um, foreign striker in Francesco Maggiota, who's no yep. mug either. You know, he's coming off playing for you know some big clubs in Italy. I believe that's Italy. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so like, if if Robbie Cruz breaks as he did last season. Or he, if he's not starting, or if they play a different formation than we're expecting, they've got arguably a very good number nine to lead the line. Yes, agree. I mean, I, I think they will play the, you know, the four three three. I yeah. assumed Cruz was starting. I think we did this before they signed Maggiotta. Um, yeah. But Maggiotta might be the guy. I mean, he's only twenty eight. Did just play Serie B. You, you might find Cruz switches into that uh, the attacking midfield position much and drops to the bench. And you have a you know attacking mid of Cruz, left and right wings of Rojas and Economides, and then leading the line with this Maggiotta striker. Yep. yep. And, and I mean, then then you don't even have that fourth tier issue. That's correct. Uh, look, it opens up possibilities there. Maybe that's what we're going to do, man. Or maybe I might make that adjustment in our, uh, in our uh, expectations. But... Um, Still, you know, the attack looks good. Defense looks much, much improved. Midfield is decent, and obviously they got the the, the right coach in there, and they got their first uh, first choice coach. As I said, yeah. title challenge, home semi final feels right for the victory. And I know how hard that is for you to say, as a Sydney FC fan, will so. Oh, Maynard, look, you know what? I, as I said, we tried to remove all the bias out of the whole process, right? So, yeah. Uh, so I mean we haven't I don't think we've spoken about it, but what we've tried to do is we've broken up teams into defense, midfield attack, and their back office and awarded them a one, two, three point system based on where we think that quality uh, lies. So you know, for example, in defense, we uh, break down whether they're a top four defense, a mid-table defense, or a bottom four defense and issued points based on that. Yeah. And that is how we've ranked our teams. Yeah. So I mean, when in our ranking for Melbourne victory, they've only lost one point, and that was in their midfield. Everything else we've suggested is top of the league. Yep, agree. Um, uh, 
Yeah, I think that covers Melbourne nicely. Yep. Maybe taking a, a jump down the, down the ladder a little bit to uh, Newcastle Jets, who last season just avoided the spoon in 11th spot. New coach, massive change in lineup. So we've got Arthur Pappas this season, who has a lot of expectation from soccer Twitter as being a good coach. But I guess it will be interesting to see how he goes in his first proper season. Um, but yes, lots of new players. How do we think they're going to go, Will? Yeah, man, this is the, again, I think the Jets, uh, I said MacArthur had the biggest question mark, and that was more of a back office issue. The Jets on paper, in terms of player quality, probably have a second on my list to how they will go and, and the biggest question mark, because I think we've assumed 11th to 12th um, finish, um, which is effectively where they finished last year in, in 11th. But this team, the reason that such a question mark is we've assumed that five of their foreigners are basically starting in this lineup, which we know very little about. Um, and that kind of makes influences the decision um, that we've got here because if they outperform expectations, like you saw in the FFA Cup, Pena uh, last night with that free kick, some of them could be beyond our expectations and how good they are and will change season. Uh, beyond, you know, coming towards the bottom of the league. At the same time, as we've seen with foreigners without kind of the, the star resumes, this league's a tough one to adjust to, especially playing during the summer. Um, yeah, hot, hot season, so. hard pitches. You don't know how, you know, how the English is or their situation at home. So, it, it, yeah, you just don't know. And because of that, we can't award points on something that we you just, you're just unsure about. And so because of that, yeah, we've put them towards the bottom of the league. Yeah, I mean, look, the def- we can talk about the defense um, uh, and that lineup there. I mean, obviously, Jack Duncan had an absolute shocker last night. Um, so, I, but at the same time, man, I, other than that, um, I mean, Matt Yerman, great signing. Jordan Elsie, good signing. Uh, Ingham as well. I, I, I mean, you've got enough quality A League players here to suggest that defensively they should be better than relying on the aging. Bugard and Topper Stanley, in which they did last year. I mean, at the very least, the refresh is a good thing, I think. Because, you know, Bugard and Topper Stanley were there for a number of years. And now what we're, we're going to be 37 and 36 starting the season. Yep. Um, so, I mean, regardless if it's successful or not, they need to freshen up the squad. And, you know, yeah, as you said, Yeoman brings some leadership some uh, Socceroos experience, and then obviously Elsie's a good A-League defender. So the, the, the central core should be okay. Yeah, I agree. Apart from a few Duncan uh, mistakes. <laughs> well, hopefully he doesn't bring them during the uh, the regular season, but, I mean, we have seen him do better. Um, yeah, it, it will be interesting. I mean, I, I look at that the lineup. I mean, obviously, I've assumed Dylan Manane will, will start, but they, they did start, I think, Jason Hoffman at, at, at right back and England played left back last night. Yeah. Um, the question marks really come for me is the midfield and attack. Um, I mean, as I said, I mentioned Pena and that free kick last night and how they went. I mean, it's going to be really interesting because they have so many foreign players that they've brought in um, who are likely to start that, again, I'm really curious to see how Bumal goes, how the striker Mikel Lazzi goes, Sia uh, Travinis uh, from Greece. I... You know what? They outperform Maynard. This is a team that can maybe make the six. They might they also... Don't... Sorry, you continue. No, no, no. That's it. If they don't, I was going to say I, th- th- that's why I think 11th to 12th makes sense. 
we could also find that this is a team that improves during the season because they start, you know, finding their their rhythm and they start gelling together and these foreign signers start understanding the league and, you know, feel more settled. So they might start off in that 11th, 12th, but could have a final push towards the 6th later in the season where, you know, the players start understanding and performing. Yep. Which I don't think is beyond expectation too much. No, agree. Agree. Should we jump to the far west, Will? Should we look at Perth Glory? Um, let's do that. Um, Perth Glory, obviously last year, a disappointing year for the Glory, um, given you know, given their, the expectations around that team, for them to jump out of ninth felt like a, a, a bad season for the Glory. Um, the team this year is improved. Um, obviously, has a bit of star quality about it as well. Um, what do we think, Vayner? Well, I, th- I think I think we both think they're going to make the six. I think they've got some a very good back four, a very four, a very good front four, with an okay midfield headlined by O'Neill. Um, I think a big unknown is going to be their back office, plus the uh, fact that they're probably they're on the road for a good part of the front season, apart from the first game. You know this slightly disrupted world we live in is go- not going to make it easy for the team in the West and the team in. New Zealand this season. Um, but uh, I think there's expectations in Perth for a, a decent performance. Yeah. If we lived in a world where COVID was not a thing, I would probably be more bullish on Perth glory. Yeah. Because they're going to be on the road so much. I mean, you know, I, I say this, you, you go on the road, it either galvanizes you or you kind of break apart. It, like it, there's no, this kind of like middle ground, right? Um, you either really like the people and you come a lot closer with them or you, you don't. Um, it's going to be really interesting how you also integrate Daniel Sturridge into the team. I mean, obviously, you're going to get crowds and fans going to glory games just to watch him play. Um, and he should be absolute quality in this league. Like, he should rip this league up, hopefully. Um, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm expecting 15 goals from Sturridge alone this season. Yep. Anything less, I'll be quite disappointed. So... I mean, on that basis, they're going to get goals. I think defensively, I think they're improved in the sense they've got, they brought in Aaron Calver, they brought in Jack Clisby. Um, obviously, they had Lachman and, and Oda from last year. They should be better defensively. I worry about that midfield. I, I do. I know they brought in Sardinero and they, they actually paid a transfer fee for him, which is unusual for an A-League team. Um, and obviously, Brandon O'Neill. I still think they lack, lack a bit of quality in that midfield. And the one area that we, we've said this year that, that most A-League clubs are actually quite strong in is in the midfield. Uh, that's the area. And obviously, Richard Garcia didn't, hasn't really proven to anyone yet. Uh, he's been around now for a year and a bit. Um, didn't do that well in the Champions League. Didn't do that well in last season. He's probably a point that he's, he needs to start performing. Otherwise, he'll be out of a job at the end of this year. We've also got to remember that they don't have Castro anymore who used to create things out of nothing. So it'll be interesting to see the post-Diego Castro world and see how this team goes. Yep. Yeah. Who's going to be? Who's going to create for them? That's that's part of that the issue. I mean, they're going to have Armiento and Sardinero who are probably going to be required to do that. O'Neill's not that much of a creator. If he's got Malik starting alongside him, not a creator. Yeah, they're two very defensive-minded players. Exactly. And, and, and Malik might be playing in the central defence. I mean, we, we don't know what Garcia's real plans are, to be honest. Yeah. Um, look, 
hopefully for Glory fans, you make the top six. I, I think they're going to finish somewhere between five to seven. So yeah. they could just miss, miss out. And that might be enough to, to have Richard Garcia fired, unfortunately. Well, that's um, big this year. So I think there are expectations. You know, storage isn't cheap. No. So that, that never helps a coach because you're behind the eight ball already. Agree. Agree. Um, moving on to everyone's favorite team, Maynard. Hmm. Sydney FC. Hmm. Last season, they, you know, outperformed expectation in second place. <laughs> Still somehow managed by Stevie Corica. Uh, where do we think they're going to finish, Will? Maynard, I, I know it pains you to say this. And I, I had you do the analysis on Sydney FC just to kind of counter my potential bias here. Um, I think they finish second or third. I think they, they're challenging for the title again. And I think they end up in the home semifinal spot. Unless, as we discussed earlier, something horrific happens injury-wise. Um, I just, I, I think the team on paper, again, fairly unchanged from last year, a bit like Melbourne City. There is something to be said about continuity. Um, it's hard to bet a team that consistently finishes top two and coming with the same team again, with probably the same tactics again. I mean, yeah, look, it's hard been, to bet against that. It's been, they've been successful for so long. These players know how to win, which yeah. is obviously a, a huge tick in their season's expectations. I mean, I think I've said this to you every year for the last couple of years. At some stage, their legs are going to run out. You know, your Wilkinson, your Ninkovic, your LaFondre and your Bobo, they're all very old players. Yeah, They're all reasonably old players, you know, and they're on the wrong side of 30. Most of them on the wrong side of mid-30. Um, I can't, I mean, at one of these days, they're going to have to, you know, they're going to start facing injury concerns and they're not going to be able to perform at this level. But until that happens, they're definitely a, you know, a home semifinal top four proposition. Yeah, whether it happens this year or not, man, there's going to be a big question mark, but I do agree that there will have to be a squad turnover at some point. Um, I just don't think it's this year. I think this is maybe, we could be seeing the last year where I can consistently say this is a top two team. Um, on our, the way that we rated them and to get them there, the only area that I think we said was an area of potential weakness, and I'm, I'm, I say potential weakness is defensively, because I mean, defensively, they're generally strong, but obviously this year, um, they, I don't want to say it's a downgrade, uh, but it is a downgrade. I mean, you're going from a Stockeroo in McGowan to Warland, who still is a little bit unproven, um, and Josh King as well, who I think is improved out of sight, but still um, somewhat unproven a little bit. Um, it will be interesting to see how those two perform. I mean, if they continue to grow and improve, defensively, this team is going to be strong again. If yeah. they don't quite meet expectations, that will what we pointed out is going to be uh, an area of weakness for them. Yeah, no, completely agree. You'll be relying a lot on Bratton and Retrade to cover that left side of defense. Yeah. So that, that, you know, ruins your attacking output. I mean, personally, I also wanted to, I mean, it's, I think it's very harsh. I think we talked about this before the podcast, but Stevie Corica obviously has joined the team when it's in a winning situation and maintained a tactical structure that works. I guess the question marks is, when it stops working at such at such point when you know the players can no longer perform at this level, it remains to be seen if he can adapt. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. I, don't get me wrong. But I, I think I, I fully agree. It's very harsh to judge someone that's come in and you know won the league a couple of times and still continues to perform in that top two, top three sort of spot. Yeah, 
look, as I said, I, I think with coaching set up, yes, he's taken the Arnold system um, and it really there hasn't been too much of a turnover in the team. But at the same time, there's to be something to be said and, and I've seen it, you know, personally and with my own coaching and I, I think, Manard, you understand as well. It is hard to get players to remain motivated. You yeah. How you continue to do that, I give him a lot of credit, especially if you're playing the same system. Like there is... To keep that hunger and desire going is incredibly important and a big part of the coaching role. And I think he does an excellent job at that. Yeah, uh, no, I think that's what we st- we still obviously rated him a top top four. Oh, sorry, yeah. the back office is a top four situation. But I guess that's just one question mark I have. Yeah, I mean, he, could, he could prove it wrong and blow us all out of the water, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Sydney, yeah. we, we they're going to continue to perform well. Well, they've got the money. They've got a, a very strong squad. They've yep. got some good coaching staff. They're gonna okay. they're gonna be top four. Let's be honest. Yep. If not high, I mean high is obviously going to happen. Top four is going to be the minimum expectation in my yep. mind. Agree. Agree completely. And um, now everyone's real favorite team, or at least everyone's favorite second team, the mighty Wollongong Wellington Phoenix. Last season finished seventh, still with Ufuk, who's going to be around for another couple of seasons. How do we think they're going to go, Will? Man, I feel really bad for Wellington. I really do. Um, this whole COVID situation has probably robbed a team that I think had top six potential last year, probably still has that potential, but has really impacted their ability to recruit, has really impacted their ability to, to win games because you don't have that home crowd support, which you really should. I think they're going to finish outside the top six. I think they're going to finish eighth or ninth, which I think you and I discussed this, would actually still... I think, given all the issues they've had in the off-season with recruiting and all of that, will still be a good year. Like, I yeah. think Ufuk Tale, I rate him as one of the best coaches in the A-League. Um, tactical setup's good, good man motivator, um, good player developer, but they just don't seem to have the quality, I think, and all those other circumstances, given the recruiting issue, to get them into the, uh, into the six. There's a few very important parts of the season that I think will define how this team goes. I think, um, obviously, there's going to be a strip of four games planned in New Zealand at the end of January after two months, you know, living out of Wollongong and and, and Sydney. If they win or do well in those four games, that will be season-defining. If they can have big crowds, you know, hopefully they've found some foreigners to join the team in January which is what they're planning to do to fill that central defence and attacking midfield spots left by Devia and Taylor last season. Those will be, you know, if they, if they can do well in those four games, they could actually do okay this season. If not, then I think it might be season over already by the end of February. Yeah. And that's my fear for the Maynard is that, I mean, in pre-season thus far, they've actually shown to, again, be very resilient, um, to have performed pretty well. Um, I mean, they did lose to Sydney FC yesterday. Um, with resting a few players, mind you. Um, I still think they're going to be really hard to beat. I, I, like The problem is I just don't know if they're going to win enough games if you've got, again, injuries to like Gary Hooper, for instance, um, and to other key players, um, whether they've got enough quality and they certainly don't have depth, um, as we know. The back four for me as well is real. I mean, they had Stephen Taylor, Maynard. I'd probably feel better. The fact that you're relying on pain and laws I don't know. I, it's just, for me, it, it, they're probably lacking enough quality in that midfield defence to to make the six. 
and or, given all the other issues that we've talked about. Hard to bait, though. I, I still think they're going to be hard to bait. I think, yeah, I think they'll be competitive. And I think the depth comment you make is kind of a two-edged sword because on the other side, you've got a lot of Kiwi talent. You've got a guy called Ben Old who's been uh, remarked as the next Artpreet Singh, which we all know how well he did in this league. Uh, yeah. he's, he's likely to play a lot of games in, that attack, in those attacking midfield spots this season. He's played a lot of the preseason. So, yes, they don't have the depth, but if you're giving a guy like that opportunity, it's only exciting for the future. Yep. Agree. But, yeah, I don't think there's much else to say on Wellington. We think they're going to be competitive but struggle to make anything more than that. Yep. Agree. Fair enough. Moving on to arguably the team I like talking about most <laughs> Wellington in the Western Sydney Wanderers. Last season, probably disappointedly finished eighth, still coached by Carl Robinson, who, after doing fantastically the Jets, arguably did quite poorly last season in a well-funded Wanderers team. How do we think they're going to go this year, Will? Man, I'd, I say this every year. Enough quality in a team to make the top six, and yet they seem to fall short every year. Now, I think they're going to be that five to seven spot. Robinson yep. needs... Sorry, I don't know what happens there. Robinson needs to make the top six to keep his job. Uh, we talked about Richard Garcia need to make the six. Robinson needs to make the six um, because he's had now, this will be his second year in charge. The team on paper looks pretty decent. Um, they need to finish in the six. Yeah, no, I couldn't, I couldn't say anything more than that. It's a very good squad looking at it again. I mean, Russell... Williams, Traore, Ugarkovic, Antonis, Traozzi, Petratos, Hemed, and Nabini. I mean, they're all good players. Very, very strong performers at this level. I mean, yep. yes, question marks over Margush, whether he can perform. And I'm not sure if I can pronounce it, but Marco Kultas. Murakutis. That's the one. Thank you, thank you, sir. No worries. How well they can do through the whole season. I'm still, still question marks for me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they did sign that Spanish goalkeeper as well, which I thought was a bit strange. Um, but From Middlesbrough, who's only played about 25 games in his whole career. That was a weird, weird signing, because I thought Margush was one of their better players last year. Um, yes, as I said, on paper, the team, you know, you look at defensively, you look at that, is full of quality Aussies in Ugarkovic, Antonis, Troisi, Petrados. I mean, midfield on its own is is one of the uh, top four in the league. Um Interesting in up front. I mean, Hemed scored goals. It will be keen to see how he goes again this year. Abini can, has shown enough in the past. The big for me is this is Robinson. I mean, how he's going to go is I still don't know. I, I, you know, he was amazing with the Jets. I, I don't know if that was an aberration. I don't know if that's actually how he, how he is as a coach. He didn't show enough to me last year to, to prove anything. I think there's a lot of there's still just a lot of question marks about him, really. The rest of the team, on paper, should make top six. On yeah. on paper. Yeah, no, agreed. I mean, last year, a lot of the players looked like they were directionless. Yeah. Which, which we've uh, said was the coach's job, but maybe it was just down to the quality of their players. So, yes, agreed. It will be interesting to see how he goes this year. No excuses this time, man. No excuses. Um, um, lastly, let's jump to the retirement village in Western United. <laughs> last season, finished 10th. New coach this year and John Aloisi, who doesn't want to feel like the oldest man in the in the on the ground, so he's tried to hire the oldest people he can possibly find. Mm-hmm. How, do how do we think they're going to go? Will? 
Man, uh, last season they finished tenth, and you know where I think they're going to finish this year. Where's that? Tenth again. So that's a. Uh, I, I wouldn't call that an improvement. I think they're going to finish exactly the same place where they finished last year. I mean, there were some on you know quality players that. Well, we say quality, but there were some key signings that brought in. D- Dylan Wenzel Halls is one. Um, there's a few question marks about some of the foreigners again. I don't know how good Priovic is going to be. I don't know how good Kieran's going to be. Uh, Lacroix. They've got again a few foreigners in there that I I don't know. On paper, could be very good. Yeah, great, in great reality, pedigree. I don't know. I mean, I've heard mixed reports on that striker. I've heard that you know he's fantastic quality, fantastic player, but his move to China. Well, I believe it was China. Went was for money, where he didn't really want to play much anymore. And now that he's come to Australia, whether we you know how much he cares, yes, he's going to be on some decent coin. Um, whether he's here for the lifestyle or whether he's here to play football remains to be seen. And then you look at you know their Australian signings and Young, Kilkenny, and Topo Stanley. And what's the average age there? 35, 36? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot to be said for experience, and that's what Aloisi seems to enjoy around him. Not not taking the piss anymore. These are very experienced A League and international players. Um, so if if they can perform at their best, then they're a very strong team. Yeah, I, just a weird. I think you and I said this when we did our kind of off season A League transfer roundup. What does this team stand for? What 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 is it? I I don't have an answer. Still, it it is a mishmash of players of some quality, some older guys some foreigners that on paper look good, but whether they've actually got the, the spirit or the heart for it, I just don't know. I mean, this is the problem. I, I don't know what this club is about. I don't know what Alois is going to be with this team. I know they beat the Jets last night in the FFA Cup, but they, to be honest with you, I think got lucky um, to some extent. I thought the Jets outplayed them. Um, I Again, they're going to be another one. I've, I've said MacArthur. I've said the Jets. They can they can prove us wrong. I could also see this team falling apart at points, and you know potentially even being wooden spoon. Like they they're going to be one of those that I just can't put my finger on. To be yeah. honest, I mean you, you you struggle to see these players playing a whole season. Some of those older gentlemen that we mentioned, I'm not sure they're going to last this season. And yes, you're right. When you look at a team like Western United, you you question mark. Yeah, what do they stand for? Like. They don't seem to have a soul. If you think of other squads in the league, you know, you put your Melbourne victory, your Melbourne City and your Sydney FC as, you know, getting the best Australian players, getting the best marquees, splashing the cash, being an exciting team. And you look at your, like, your Adelaide United, you're expecting them to be full of South Australians, which they are. You think of your uh, Wellington Phoenix, bringing in lots of young New Zealanders. You, you kind of know what they're going to do. But you look at Western United and it's just, yeah, a smorgasbord of all sorts of stuff. Which is why they should finish 10th. Yes, somewhere in those bottom three. Yep, agree. Probably just above Central Coast and Newcastle in terms of quality because there are, you know, Diamante still a fantastic player. Yes, exactly. Agree. I think they've got enough quality on paper that they should finish higher uh, than, than, than the bottom two. But let's see. John yeah. Aloisi as well, a lot to prove. A yeah, lot so- of question marks about him. I think he did all right in the heart days, the Melbourne heart days. Um, Other than the 14-game winless run. Oh, sorry, to, start, to start with, sorry. His first season was all right at the heart. Yeah, yeah. And then it sort of disappeared when the Michael Miss Was it Mistered? The, multi, the Maltese Messi. Exactly. The Maltese Messi came in. 
Yeah, and I mean, he did the same at the Raw, though, right? Cup first one or two years, great, and it just all fell apart. Uh, he's just got question marks. So maybe that's a good sign for Western United that he'll be good in the first year and then it all kind of falls apart after that. But let's see. Let us see. Anyway, exciting times for the A-League. Um, we've got a very clear top three in Victory City in Sydney. Um, then some interesting battle for the top six. I mean, probably MacArthur, probably uh, then two of the next three of Perth Glory, Western Sydney and Brisbane. Unlucky to miss out Adelaide and Wellington. And then your bottom three of Western United, Newcastle, Jets and Central Coast. Is that's what we're right. thinking. Yep, that's right. Um, but uh, this this forensic mathematical model that we put, you know, we, we shifted through the data. We, we, we came up with our, you know, projections. Let's see if we're right. You know, I'm, that's why I'm curious to see. We look back at the end of the year. I am very curious to see how it all ends up. But I think we've put our minds together. It's, you know, it's not just me and it's not just you. We've put our minds together to come up with this list. So let's see if this works. Yeah, completely agreed. Trying to remove as much bias as possible. Exactly. Um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, last season's uh, performances do influence our decisions, hence the like of City doing extremely well again because, yeah. you know, They've got a very structured squad. Yep. Agree. Anyway, very exciting times for the A-League, starting next Friday, I believe. Yep. Which would be awesome. Um, should be some New Zealand broadcasters announced Monday, Tuesday next week. So we should all be able to enjoy some games. Maynard, it will be very exciting. I look forward to watching Melbourne City play Brisbane Raw uh, not next Friday night. So that's going to be the start of the A-League. The world's longest off-season is almost over, Maynard. Uh, let's... Let's look forward to that. And then obviously you've got the Sydney Derby next weekend as well. Um, let's We'll chat again in about two weeks' time, Anna, um, or three weeks' time. And, you know, we'll see how the first part of the season has gone and, and see kind of where our predictions have, uh, have held at that point in time. But, yeah, great yeah. to have the A-League back. Yeah, we'll, we'll diverge the big, the big talking points in that first sort of three or four weeks. I think it'll be quite exciting. Yep, agree. All right, Anna. Well, pleasure as always. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah, as I said. We'll catch you next time. Exactly right. Catch you next time. Thanks, Bernard. Bye.